episode of our bi-weekly podcast, where our goal is simply to quiet our hearts and our minds in the presence of God, to listen to His Holy Word, and to be attentive to the ways that He is speaking and ministering to us. Mother Teresa, reflecting on Jesus' habit of withdrawing for times of prayer and solitude, once said this, We too are called to withdraw at certain intervals into deep silence and aloneness with God, together as a community, as well as personally, to be alone with Him, not with our books, thoughts, and memories, but completely stripped of everything, to dwell lovingly in His presence, silent, empty, expectant, and motionless. We cannot find God in noise or agitation. We cannot find God in noise or agitation. I'm going to guess that those words resonate with you as they do with me, which is why you're seeking to take this time to quiet your heart in the presence of God, to get away from that noise and agitation in the world all around us, and to simply dwell in the loving presence of God. May that be your experience today. Psalm 7. O Lord my God, in you do I take refuge. Save me from all my pursuers and deliver me. Lest like a lion they tear my soul apart, rending it in pieces with none to deliver. O Lord my God, if I have done this, if there is wrong in my hands, if I have repaid my friend with evil or plundered my enemy without cause, Let the enemy pursue my soul and overtake it, and let him trample my life to the ground and lay my glory in the dust. Arise, O Lord, in your anger. Lift yourself up against the fury of my enemies. Awake from me. You have appointed a judgment. Let the assembly of the peoples be gathered about you. Over it, return on high. The Lord judges the peoples. Judge me, O Lord, according to my righteousness and according to the integrity that is in me. O let the evil of the wicked come to an end. And may you establish the righteous, you who test the minds and hearts, O righteous God. My shield is with God, who saves the upright in heart. God is a righteous judge and a God who feels indignation every day. If a man does not repent, God will wet his sword. He has bent and readied his bow. He has prepared for him his deadly weapons, making his arrows fiery shafts. Behold, the wicked man conceives evil and is pregnant with mischief and gives birth to lies. He makes a pit, digging it out, and falls into the hole that he has made. His mischief returns upon his own head and on his own skull his violence descends. I will give to the Lord the thanks due his righteousness, and I will sing praise to the name of the Lord, the Most High.
This psalm is very clearly about judgment. Arise, O Lord, in your anger. Lift yourself up against the fury of my enemies. Awake for me, for you have appointed a judgment, verse 6 says. Verse 8 says, The Lord judges the peoples. Judge me, O Lord, according to my righteousness and according to the integrity that is in me. And verse 11 says, God is a righteous judge. Judgment is often a difficult subject for us to discuss because it often brings to mind people who are, who are shouting words of condemnation from street corners or pointing angry fingers at those around them. But we're also seeing judgment in the culture around us as well all the time, with people acting as judge, jury, and executioner, canceling anyone who doesn't live up to today's ever-changing norms and mores. Now, I do think that it's good that we have ways of holding one another accountable for our words and our actions. We have to be very careful that our righteousness doesn't get too far ahead of ourselves. Jesus said, he who has no sin, let him cast the first stone. None of us, of course, are sinless. Therefore, all of us need to be very careful about the ways in which we treat people around us who make mistakes. That, of course, doesn't mean that we turn a blind eye to sin or that we pretend that sin doesn't exist. It simply means that we recognize sin within ourselves first before we go hunting for it in other people. And that rather than shooting first and asking questions later, we humbly invite people to repent and receive the grace of God alongside of us, us who are sinners also. There are two fundamental truths that this psalm points to, which we need to pay close attention to if we're going to think wisely about judgment. The first is that God is the righteous judge. Verse 11 makes this perfectly clear. It says, God is a righteous judge and a judge who feels indignation every day. Only God is perfectly righteous, therefore only God can judge rightly. God is not blind to or removed from the sins that are wreaking havoc in the world. He suffers the indignation of them every day they affect him. Yet he does not take that out on us. In fact, he bears the consequences of our sins himself so that we don't have to. And he is gracious, slow to anger, and abounding in steadfast love. Therefore, he is the one that we want to be judging us not other fickle, fallible human beings like ourselves. So God is righteous. He is the only one who is able to judge rightly. And he takes his time. He doesn't lash out because he is impatient with us or angry with us. He is patient and long-suffering, longing that none should perish, but that all should reach
Secondly, David reminds us that it's one thing to see the sins and the brokenness of the world around us, which is important. We have to know where the issues lie in order to love and serve the world that God has called us to serve. A doctor doesn't perform a surgery without knowing where the problem lies. She first determines the location of the sickness or the virus or the growth before making the necessary incisions. So too do we need to see the root of the sin and the brokenness in the world around us and the lives of those whom we love and care about before we can offer the care of Christ in the ways that they need. But David makes it crystal clear judgment isn't about other people only, it starts with himself. Judge me, O Lord, he cries out in verse 8. O Lord my God, if I have done this, if there is wrong in my hands, if I have repaid my friend with evil or plundered my enemy without cause, let the enemy pursue my soul and overtake it and let him trample my life to the ground and lay my glory in the dust, he says in verses 3 and 5. David is open to receiving God's judgment upon himself first. This psalm reminds me of one of my favorite psalms, Psalm 139, which says, Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts, and see if there be any grievous way in me, and lead me in the way everlasting. Judge me, O God. See if there is anything in me that is displeasing to you, and purge it from my life. Lead me in your way participate in your righteousness and your justice here on earth. Judgment, the Bible tells us, isn't necessarily a negative thing. It's the purging that we all need because all of us have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. All of us make mistakes. All of us do the wrong thing from time to time. All of us have misaligned desires. How wonderful it is that God cares enough about us to burn away the dross, to do away with the chaff from our lives, all these things that hurt and harm us and those around us. How wonderful it is that God cares about us like that. He doesn't leave us in our sins and our trespasses, imprisoned by our own sinful desires and inclinations. Instead, he sets us free by the power of his Holy Spirit and the working of his grace in our lives. How wonderful it is that this is our God. Therefore, we can say, judge me, O Lord. Search me, O God. See if there be any wicked way in me and lead me in the way of everlasting life. I think two questions emerge from this psalm. The first is, what are some of the evils that you see around you today? What are some of the sins that break your heart as you look out at the world? 
It's important that we consider these, but not only consider them, but to grieve them, to lament them, to cry out at the hurt and the harm that we see in the world around us. What breaks your heart? Perhaps God's inviting you to consider that today. And then second, what are the areas of sin and brokenness in your own life that God is inviting you to bring before him today? What patterns of sin, what habits are pulling you away from the Lord? What actions or thoughts do you need to repent of? As you reflect on these, I would remind you that God is gracious and loving, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love, and that God's judgment is not about condemnation, but about repentance. It's about the gift of light that reveals areas of crookedness and offers us the opportunity to ask God to make our ways straight before him. As you enter into these 10 minutes of silence now, I would invite you to take a few deep breaths, to ask God to speak to you in whatever ways that you need, and to enjoy his presence with you. And as we enter into these 10 minutes, I would just remind you of these words from Psalm 139. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me. And know my thoughts and see if there be any grievous way in me and lead me in the way everlasting.
as this time of silence comes to an end, I would invite you to take another few deep breaths. To thank God for whatever ways that he has been speaking to you during this time. And to join me in praying the prayer that our Lord and Savior taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen.